Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Whether it's mass redundancies at Twitter or uh, the Facebook parent company Meta or even the proposed or talked about cuts at Amazon, they are coming thick and fast in the technology sector and many worry that it's more than a coincidence that it may even be the start of a tech winter or some calling a tech wreck. Today we're going to take a deep dive into whether there is such a thing underway and we're going to break it into three different chapters. Firstly, we'll have a look at what just happened in the tech sector and what is happening. Then we'll ask what it means for Ireland, which is so dependent on the tech sector for jobs and corporation tax revenues. And finally, we will consider the future. Joining us is the former Taunashtab and Business Minister and now MEP, Francis Fitzgerald. We also have in the studio, sitting in front of me, Daryl Hanbury, the technology partner at Deloitte. And the serial entrepreneur, if there is such a thing, DC Cahalane from Dogpatch Labs. Good morning to all three of you. Good morning. morning, It's great to have you all here in studio with us. And Daryl, I want to start with you because we know at the end of every year, at the start of every year, there are reports and pieces of research conducted with projections for the 12 months ahead. I'm just wondering when we look back at January 2022, was this in the forecast or is it a bit of a bolt out of the blue? Thanks, Jess, and thanks, Joe, for having me. Um, I think we all forget that in January 2022, we were still working under COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. So there were certain things we couldn't do, and that seems like a lifetime ago, but 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 that is the reality of what we were looking at when we came into 2022. And I think the pandemic set a, 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 a kind of a, a paradigm shift where we all thought we were turning to online. Everything was going to go online. Would bricks and mortar ever respond or um recover um, and this was the way forward and I think a lot of the technology companies and, and their statements this week and the last couple of weeks have supported that that actually they hired on that basis mm-hmm. um, and the issue is is we've seen and we saw earlier in the summer with some of the travel um, and, and hospitality areas where actually things have snapped back to normal quite quickly mm-hmm. and probably more quickly than we would have expected. Than the government expected as well. I, 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 think, I think everyone. I, you know, and again, it, it, it seems like we were talking with, with, um, with friends and colleagues that, that actually it wasn't that long ago where we couldn't go beyond a certain boundary that, that last year we couldn't have Christmas parties, etc. as we're coming into it. So, mm. so I, think, I think that expectation, I'm not sure what anyone thought was mm. coming in 2022, but I think that the tech companies obviously still have that confidence. But DC, the conversations that I'm sure you were hearing with the big guys that we've heard let people go in recent weeks you know Meta for example pumping billions into the metaverse innovating with their wearable glasses that they weren't showing signs of slowdown in terms of the innovation so where did it go wrong is it all just over hiring I think I think it's a huge part of it. I mean, I heard a, a number somewhere where I think since the start of COVID, Facebook glo- or Meta globally hired like 47,000 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, it was very much on the expectation that the digital future have, have arrived. I think for me, when I look at it, one of the biggest elements is very much around, you know, the, the damage that COVID has done to the US stock exchange has really just, it, it's forced a lot of these companies into situations where, they have to be seen to make corrections. Like a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, you know, layoffs are not because of the fiscal health of these companies. A lot of it is to a, to a terrible degree statements they're making to kind of shore up the US stock exchange. Now, can I bring in Francis Fitzgerald, former Tornister, uh, and now in Brussels as and a member of the European Parliament? Uh, Francis, is there much talk in Brussels about a tech slowdown over there? It's interesting. The talk here really is about the slowness in the economy 
uh, very low figures for growth in Europe, almost zero point something for next year in Europe. The impact of the Ukrainian war on energy prices, uh, the challenge for citizens that that is leading to and for industry, talk of industry moving back uh, perhaps to America from Germany. That is the talk here and the impact on consumer confidence. So, you know, that is a lens through which you could see what's happening in Ireland. Uh, so that is the focus as opposed to the tech companies. The sort of focus we've had on the tech companies here is regulating them and bringing in laws to try and manage some of the problems we've had with tech companies. But, you know, from an Irish perspective, I think this is a downsizing after years of phenomenal growth. And I mean, the future is going to be digital. The future is going to be technology. But maybe if some of the, you know, the services that these companies give, perhaps they've reached a sort of saturation point as well, you know, with the public at a time where there are so many stresses and challenges for individuals. But I mean, if you lose your job, particularly a young generation, I mean, it, it is so startling for a young generation to be losing jobs in the tech sector. Uh, however, there are opportunities, you know, in other tech companies as well in Ireland, because we have seen such great uh, growth well, across the sectors. Yeah, we will focus a lot on Ireland uh, after the break. But for now, can I come back to DC, uh, Um whether this regulatory wave that is coming towards the tech sector played a role in what we're seeing now in this kind of pulling in of horns? Um, I, I think it, it, it possibly did. I mean, the, the reality is a lot of these tech companies have, have always had a, their, their main focus has always been growth, growth at all costs. You know, a lot of the, the Silicon Valley ethos was always grow, grow, grow. You can worry later about making profits, etc. And we've seen that with companies like Meta and Amazon, where essentially they decided as entities when they wanted to become profitable. You know, when they'd reached some sort of a point where they were like, OK, we'll switch off growth, we'll switch on profitability. I think now a lot of these companies realize that the next phase in growth is regulation and getting over some of this stuff. So, I mean, in particular, I think a lot of the impact in America, um, where, all the, where a lot of these companies, you know, the, their strategic decisions are being made there. A lot of the, uh, you know, the Congress coming down on top of them and stuff like that. It's made them definitely think a lot more about their future. And I think when you look at where a lot of the cuts are coming, a lot of the cuts are coming in areas like HR, recruitment, kind of future business development, that sort of stuff. And I think that's because they know there's going to, you know, this this hire at all costs mentality is now gone, like for the future. Mm. But just to pick up on that, though, and I, I can't mm. believe I got 10 minutes in without mentioning GDPR, but yeah. we have to talk about <laughs> yeah. the privacy changes that Apple made on iOS 16. That was cited by Meta as, you know, a real dent in terms of uh, their revenues and so on. Daryl, do you think that that's going to continue to change and that regulatory changes will happen and that consumer protection will actually dent the pockets of these big giants as well. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a dent the pocket piece. I think a lot of the tech companies welcome some of the regulation. They wanted some of the guidance. So if you think about some of the, the big issues that they've had to deal with, um, you know, who who and who shouldn't be on some of those platforms, they've asked for that regulation. Give mm-hmm. us guidance. What is hate speech in all these different countries? And, and, and yet they hate the guidance when they get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they want to be part of the guidance. So, so for example, when we talk about the metaverse and, and Jess, you brought that up, you know, I think they've they've consistently said they wanted to bring privacy at the core as they develop it. So, so clearly, it, it, the 
the, the previous platforms developed exponentially and, and, and really quickly. But this, I think the metaverse is a developing piece over a, over a couple of years. OK, stay with us, please, Daryl and DC and uh, Francis Fitzgerald in, in Brussels. We're going to take a short break. Back when we, when we do come back, we'll be talking what it means for Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Welcome back. You are listening to a special Breakfast Business show with me, Jess Kelly, alongside your usual host, Joe Lynham. We're joined on the line by former Taunashtip Francis Fitzgerald, who's now an MEP, Daryl Hanbury of Deloitte, and DC Cahalan of Dog Patch Labs. You're all very welcome. Now, uh, can I go to you, Francis Fitzgerald, in Brussels? You were Taunashtip and Business and Enterprise Minister as Ireland was recovering from the big crash and the bailouts in the 2010s, when technology was absolutely central to the recovery we have now. Absolutely. And I mean, we've seen phenomenal growth. And I think that's why this, you know, really, as I used the word startling earlier, the shock and surprises as what has happened. But I suppose in terms of the impact in Ireland, you have to look at the fact that it's 6% of our employment, now 16% of our economy. That's substantial. But we have other sectors that are important too, and they are expanding, you know, whether it's pharmaceuticals, financial services, aviation. I mean, it shows the importance of a diversified economy. And the good news is that, you know, the tech sector has indicated uh, that, you know, they will stay in Ireland. There's no sense of people abandoning the country. There's too many, uh, you know, positives for staying in Ireland. So, uh, you know, I think this is a, I think it's a temporary hiccup, but I think the diversification of our economy is very important. But of course, developing innovation like Dogpatch, and I've been down there, I mean, seeing what innovation, how we can support innovation, how Europe can support innovation. We're obsessed here in Brussels with how can Europe be more innovative? How can we encourage startups here? Because so much is exported of startups. So many of them are exported. It used to be China uh, or or the States. And of course, the EU is putting more and more funding in uh, to support innovation. For example, Repower EU to uh, see innovation in renewables. Uh, but of course, we'll have supply chain issues there as well. So, you know, it's, it's a complex world we live in. Yes, it but is. But certainly the EU want to support uh, innovation. Money is being put into the energy side, for example, and other areas. And that's going to make a difference. OK, well, let, let me bring in uh, DC on this one. Um, you heard of the Taunashed about supporting and startups. Do you get a sense now, because the big tech giants were the behemoth in the room, they were kind of plundering the talent when it, w- when it arrived on the market. Is, do you think this is an opportunity for startups now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, you could say plunder, but the reality is, is they, they, they helped us develop an indigenous talent pool here. You know, the very presence of the multinationals over the last 15 years or so has created a lot of specialists and a, within the tech sector. So that becomes a really positive thing for us. I mean, I suppose for us in, in you know, in Dogpatch, being obsessed about, you know, helping people start businesses, we've always felt that, like, look, there's this, there's been an incredible policy environment here if you're a multinational, you know, an awful lot of supports and stuff. That same emphasis wasn't really there on, on the indigenous side of things. And now there's a hope that, as, as Francis mentioned there, the need for a bit of rebalancing in this whole thing. We believe in the strength of the multinationals and we believe that it is a, it is a critical key advantage for startups in Ireland. But it would be nice now if, if this, you know, there's maybe this sharp shock created a bit of balance across both sides. 
I know uh, I saw on your LinkedIn of yeah. all places that uh, Dogpatch was hosting a meetup for some of the staff impacted by the layoffs in recent weeks. Uh, what was the vibe of that evening and was there a major thread in terms of people looking to get rehired or, you know, what, what was the goal of the people that were there? Yeah, I mean, it, look, for us, it was it, it was it was something to do because we work so closely mm. with people in Twitter and people in Stripe and, and all these things. So when we heard the news, we said, look, while you're working out what to do, come down, hang out, work out of here if you want to. Um, so we did an event actually last Thursday night where we just had people in. We brought in some people like Bobby Healy from Mana, some of our kind of startup uh, of veterans. Um, but the vibe was was fantastic because, I mean, A, these people know that they're no, this is a different environment. They are not in danger of not being able to find mm-hmm. jobs. But what we thought was fascinating was actually the number of them who actually expressed an interest in starting their own business. Like we thought we were bringing them in to connect them with startup jobs. So many of them were like, and like, how would we get started now if we wanted to do our own thing, which is really encouraging. Mm. Now stay with us. We haven't forgotten you, Daryl. We're just going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about what will happen in the future to the technology sector. Stay with us. Yeah, welcome back. It is 6.54 and we're still doing this special breakfast business show with my co-host Jess Kelly. And we're still talking to the former Tonish and now MEP Francis Fitzgerald, Daryl Hanbury from Deloitte and DC Cahalane, a serial entrepreneur. Um, Jess? Yeah, I, I just wanted to pick up, I suppose, where we left off in terms of looking at what this means for Ireland Looking ahead, depending on where you read and what you read, there are people who are delighting that, you know, things are slowing down in Ireland, that there's a bit of a shake up. There's also people who are putting sort of the death knell on repeat already, even though we are just seeing the tightening of the belt. Daryl, when you look ahead, is this just going to be a short term adjustment period or are we in that tech winter? No, I, I think I've, I've, I would have huge confidence in the in the tech sector in Ireland. I think there's a, a really strong base. And, and look, we talked a lot about the, the job losses and, and, you know, I'd have a lot of sympathy and empathy with the with the people in those those firms, particularly at the time of year. But I think, as DC said, you know, I've worked with a lot of those people and I know what it took to get in. The talent bar is high. Those people will be in demand coming out. And I think that that's good for them. Um, I think from from an Ireland perspective, we've a really r- broad base and we shouldn't forget that at the end of 2022, the number of workers in our ICT space in Ireland will be higher than it was at the start of 2022. It might not be as high as we would have expected. it. Such in, in was summer. the spike in this year. Huge. It was 20, 25,000 new jobs in the IT, ICT space since the pandemic, I believe, or just before the pandemic. So so that that's a huge bastion of, of employment and, and tax contributor, um, both on the income tax and the corporate tax. But side. on the money side of things, though, DC, is it likely that we're going to see a new uh, wage bracket, I suppose, for the workers in this tech sector, because we know that the perks are being cut across the board. We know the property portfolio is being cut across the board. Do we think, you know, the college graduate working in one of these big tech companies on 125 grand is a thing of the past now? I actually I actually don't think so. I, th- I think we have to remember that, you know, this isn't the, 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 the change in circumstance in Ireland is not a, anything to do with the Irish economy. It was to do more with the global economy. Will there be a tightening? Yes. But I actually think the tightening will be around the perks, will be around all the, the additional bits. I think the core, in the end of the day, t- tech is still a, a, a talent that people develop. So like the the best people are still going to be in demand. So I don't think it'll affect wages. I think it will affect maybe that perk culture that existed. Can I bring back uh, in uh, Francis Fitzgerald in, in Brussels? There'll be quite a few people, Francis, hoping that this tech recession will lead to a moderation of house prices back home in Ireland. 
I suppose that's a possibility. But I mean, because and globally, of course, we are in a period of uncertainty. I mean, the best experts will say that to you, depending on the war in Ukraine, the energy costs and the resolutions we can find around all of that. Uh, but certainly, I mean, the biggest issue facing many companies is still to do with hiring and uh, retaining expert staff. So we have to remember that, there, you know, there there is still that imbalance. And we have companies with, I think, 17% of technology uh, companies still intend uh, to hire in quarter four. So I think that it's a mixed picture. You'd have to agree there is uncertainty, but a lot of strengths in relation to tech in Ireland, uh, but definitely over hiring over the last number of years. And uh, a rethink at this point, which is, of course, having its impact. But I think the what we heard earlier about the mm-hmm. opportunities for entrepreneurship and, you know, more small businesses and so on, and the mentoring that can be done during yeah. this period to those who lose jobs, that's really important it as well. It absolutely is. Unfortunately, we are going to have to leave it there. My thanks indeed to Francis Fitzgerald, MEP, Daryl Hanbury of Deloitte and DC Cahalan of Dogpatch Labs and indeed Joe uh, Lynham for having me on his programme today. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.